Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. Seniors' homes. Now, we've heard a lot about them the good, the bad, the ugly, from TV shows and movies. But what does it actually look like to live in a senior housing facility? What's the difference between senior apartments and assisted living? Is it really that bad out there? Today, we've invited back Marion Johnson. Um, Marion works at an assisted living facility here in Houston. She's also had experience uh, selecting an assisted living facility for her mother. And she is here to give us some insider tips on what the day-to-day might look like for your loved ones and how to decide whether it's right to transition from home to a facility. Coming up on Prepare to Care. Marion, welcome back. Thank you. So it's your <laughs> second time here on the podcast. <laughs> yes, I really appreciate you um, coming here today. No problem. And um, the reason I've invited you to, uh, to talk today is in our first meeting, you had shared with me that you worked at a, um, is it an assisted living facility? Yes, it is. Okay, here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you also had experience placing your mom in mm-hmm. a facility. So um, there's a lot of anxiety about assisted living and, and about moving a loved ones from home to a facility. Um, tell us a little bit, like, how did you select the facility for your mom when it was time? Well, um, there's a printout uh, on the computer uh, from DADS, the Department of Aging and Disability. Okay. Um, and it has a list of all of the facilities actually in the state of Texas. But, of course, we narrowed it down to ones that were in and around Houston. And you literally go through the list and you eliminate them according to location and the rating. There's a rating there that tells you um, how the state rated that facility when they last visited and uh, this visit is every year. This okay. visit is every year. Okay. And so after we scratched off the ones with one or two ratings and those that were too far, and then there were some other things we eliminated, um, and then you start the footwork. You literally go from facility to facility asking questions about the type of care that they provide. So hang on, like you show up or you make an appointment? Um, in some cases... I think we just showed up, and in some cases, we did make appointments. Uh, But the showing up, I think, was the the best part because you see them as they are, and there's not time to uh, clean up or, and you know, but in those facilities, you can clean up, and in the next minute, it's a mess again. So because something could because happen. something happens, you know, with one of the residents. Okay, so in in what you've done, the bad. What did that look like to you? Uh, the bad in the facilities, uh, people who are just sitting there staring into space. Not people, the residents. Mm-hmm. You're looking to see. Okay, if I put mom or dad here, what are they going to do all day long? Sit here like the rest of them. You know, and they were, some were drooling at the mouth. Some, you know, clothes are just stained. And this is not how you want to see your loved one. And so, you know, you you tend to scratch that one off. But I would urge people to just look further. 
keep going, asking questions about the care. Look at the ratio of the staff to the number of residents. That is a lot because if you've got one staff member and 15 residents, that doesn't work no matter how you crunch the numbers. And so the good is like low staff ratio, clean. Low staff ratio, clean. When you step through the door, you can smell clean. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to smell like that all the time, but right. at the front door, right, away from the residents, it needs to smell clean. And then as you go through the nursing facility, you learn. You learn the questions to ask. You learn that the smell may or may not be permanent. And what makes it temporary? Well, they're going down the hall changing the residence. That's a good thing. And so the barrel that they put everything in goes out the door. So you got the fresh smell again. But the more facilities we visited, the more questions we learned to ask. The important questions, you know, the meal times. Uh, what assistance is there for your resident? What are the activities? Look at the activity calendar. How so, many activity people are there to administer the activities? So tell us a little bit about this. Somebody goes to, it's an assisted living, mm -hmm. right? So they have like a room that's their own? Yes, they right? do. They do have their own room in assisted living. And then there are common areas where they might eat or do certain things. Common areas for eating and common areas for activities and then just some sitting common areas. Okay. So the places to hang out. It's like a dorm, right? Yes, All just okay. Um tell us like you you so you are in this industry right now, right? I mean yes. you are you, you work professionally, that's what you do. Um tell us about like what kind of activities people do. Well, the main activity that residents live by is bingo. That's the main one. Okay. But they, we do actually bingo several times a week. But then there are others. What you want to do as an activity director is to challenge them mentally, physically, socially, you know, have the newspaper books there for them to read, have puzzles and mind games and word games to help them in their cognition. They may not increase or get better but help them maintain where they are and then you got your physical activities your balloon volley where you just inflate a balloon and let them hit it back and forth just like volleyball you can do putt-putt golf um, you can go outside you can have a garden and just let some of them put their hands in the dirt of course closely supervised but there are just an array of activities then you can do off-site activities you know we you know take them bowling take them to the movie Take them to the attractions downtown. Take them for a for drive-bys where you just drive by uh, a stadium, you know, and just say, "Oh, this is this stadium. This is that stadium. This is this park and that park." It gets them out of the building, therefore more stimulation for them. So really, the the role of the director of activities, which is what what you do, right, is to really keep people engaged at all levels. Keep them engaged at all levels. That's the key. Uh, because when you keep them engaged, not only are you helping them, but you also put their family members' mind at ease. And that is important. Making sure that if mom needs the activities, here I am, here they are, uh, the activities to help her stay fit. But we do find some assisted living residents who are independently active. And they do their thing, and they, they love it. They have their own schedule. They do their thing. 
kids set up the computers in their room. They go out to play bridge. They go do whatever they've been doing. And they may stop and play bingo. They may stop and have coffee. And they may not, but they are independently active. You let them know that the activities are there if they want to participate. So what I'm hearing is for an assisted living facility, you want to look for a place that both um, have activities for people who, who must be drawn out, mm -hmm. but also can, can have the freedom when people want to do their own thing that they're also able to do they that. They can do it. So let's talk a little bit about that other elephant in the room uh, of assisted living, which is the guilt that family feels about, I'm going to drop mom or dad off at the assisted living facility. What, mm. yeah, what is that like from you having lived it to also what you see in the families of your residents and, and what would help in that area? Well, where I am now, um, my responsibility is once the person gets there, to talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. Hopefully the, there's a family member there also that I can engage in the conversation about what our activities provide. Now, they've already done a tour to know what's available and what the food is like and how many times you eat. But I'm there to talk to them about the activities that are provided. And you can look, make sure that the family member knows this is how we want to engage your family member. But the first thing you have to do is talk to them. Let them tell you about themselves mm -hmm. so you can kind of get a grasp of what they're used to doing. What did they like? Well, mom played play bridge every day. Can she play bridge here? Yes, she absolutely can play bridge every day. But we're going to offer her every activity. We make out a calendar every month with a list of activities. Is it etched in stone? No, it isn't. We try to adhere to it as much as possible. But if we need to make changes, you know, we can do that. So, okay, that sounds like so kind and caring. <laughs> right? Is it because it's you or because, like, a good facility will do that? Or, like, is that a standard? A good facility is only as good as the people they employ. Mm, okay. I, I, I recognize that I have a gift. I love my job. You love your job. <laughs> I love my job. And I just feel God prepared me for this job by allowing me a front row seat in my mom's care. Mm. There were so many people who helped us when we needed help until right now I'm in the position where I can't help but give back. And that is helping your mom, your dad adjust to this facility by whatever means necessary that I can provide, be it activities, be it just sitting down talking to them, be it putting them in touch with another person where they can just sit and socialize. I enjoy my job, so I'm going to give it my best. Am I the only one? Absolutely not. There are people everywhere. So some of those, you know what, I, I love hearing from you, right? I'm like, oh, I cannot tell you guys where Marion's working, but... Find her, right? I mean, give your mom and dad to Marion, right? Because she's going to take care of them. But um, do you think, you know, some people who work for assisted living facilities, they, they get like a bad rap. You know, mm -hmm. like people imagine they'll just, they don't care. They're just in there for the whatever, X number of dollars per hour. Oh, um, it's just a job. Is that what you think it is or it depends on the facility? It's going to depend on the facility. No facility is perfect. Mm-hmm. 
It's only going to be as perfect as the people who work there. And in any industry, you've got, let's just say, good apples, bad apples. Right. Good employees, not so good employees. Right. But it's the facility's responsibility to try to weed those out, the bad ones, and that it, it's being done. When you go into a facility, that's well, when you're looking for one, right. that's one of the things you need to try to observe as best you can. When you went there, what did you see the employees doing? Are they on, if they're on their phones in your presence, you might want to back off or just speak to the person who's giving you the tour. What is going on here? They're on their phones. What is going on here? They're sitting down. Right. Is there anything they need to be doing? Those are the probing questions that family members are sometimes too timid to ask. Remember, you're leaving your loved one in the care of this person, these people. So you need to ask what's going to be going on. And then don't just leave them there. Come back and check on them. That's sometimes one of the things we face mom or dad or aunt Susie is put there and then when something goes on we've got to hunt you down to keep you abreast of what's going on family if your family member knows when they've been abandoned and it reflects in their behavior mm. so that's something you had mentioned like in that very first conversation so to tell us about that like how do you tell people Mom, I'm sorry, it's time to go to a facility. And then, you know, how do people live that? Your, your new residents that come through, is it hard for them? It is. Some family members say we're going to a place. They come and visit the place, and they find the good points. Like a lot of people come to a place because uh, they can go on a lot of trips mm -hmm. or they choose a place because they can uh, be carried to church or they have church there. And then some people just kind of, it doesn't matter. They just put them there and it's just up to us to make it a nice place for them to be. Um, but then that's hard, right, for people who are just dropped off. Yeah. It's like being an orphan kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, just, okay. just drop them and leave them. And then some people don't tell them that they're going to be there permanently. Mm. They let them believe that they're going to just be there for a little while, and then they just kept going. Yes, I've heard of people who um, have put them their loved one in a place, and the loved one keeps thinking they're coming back. Oh, I'm not going to be here for long. Uh, my son is going to come and pick me up. My son is going to come and pick me up. Months pass by. And it and doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, and they just kind of withdraw. And they just stop saying it. Um, but if, you know, if we could just be truthful. But I guess maybe in that instance, you know your family member. Uh, so maybe they know what's best and how to let them know right. you're going to a facility. We just told Mama the truth. Talk to us a little bit about the emotion of the residents. Uh, we, we talked before this show, and you had mentioned something to me, which intrigued me, where you said... Um, it's easier for us who work there to take the emotions, especially the negative emotion for the residents, because we are not as emotionally close to them. Mm -hmm. So if they have a tantrum, we can deal with it better than you can. And yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, 
if, if they're there at a facility, you know, you, you realize they've been taken from their home. They've left their home, the place that they've called home for, what, 30, 40 years? And all of a sudden, they're in a new place. So they have to, they're angry. They're angry. They're not going to show the, the children that they're angry. They're not going to show Uncle Ned that they're angry. They're going to show it to us, mm. and we expect it. And, you know, you pray and ask God to help you deal with it. They say ugly things to you. And, you know, it's not mean. So you can't flash that ugliness back. You just can't. You wouldn't want to do it anyway because that's not what God tells you to do. Right. You just love them with God's love. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. <laughs> and that's how you get past what's being directed to right. you. Because it's it's not about you. It's about making them comfortable. So when they lash out, you just you find out a way you can go back. Okay, well, uh, maybe we can try this next time. Maybe we can do that next time. Miss Jones, how are you feeling today? You make a special effort to go by and try to win them over as best you can. Are you going to win everybody? No, there's still, something's still going to throw things at you. You just get good at ducking. They're going to say <laughs> You literally things. have to duck sometimes? Or stand there and just take it. Okay, yeah. But you want to get good right, at right. ducking. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's happened to me. People have said things that I guess they're trying to get a rise, you know, and it, it, it sometimes it's very bad. Right, you but know? it's a tough situation. It's, it's a tough situation, and there are some things that are said. It's like, okay, I know who I am. I know who I am. Why am I going to let what you say upset me? My job, and I accepted it, is to make your life here comfortable, help you adjust. If we stay focused on why we're there, it won't be a problem. Well, thank you so much. This is about all the time that we have today. So before okay. we, we wrap up, if there was like one piece of advice that you have for people who are considering assisted living for a loved one, what would that be? I'd have to say do your diligence in finding a place. You that that matches your loved one. Try to put them there, ask as many questions as you can to make sure your loved one is comfortable. If that means telling the truth, just tell the truth. And then check up on them to make sure that the facility is doing what they said they would do. So what I'm hearing is homework, before, during, and after, and after. all the time. Marion, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. So today, folks, we've spoken with Marion Johnson, who is an activities director here for an assisted living facility in Houston, Texas. Um, Marion, again, thank you so much. You're welcome. If you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends who are also caregivers in going through this with a loved one, please invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud and at www.aarp.org slash Houston PTC. Thanks for listening, and as always, thanks for caring.